we get so focused on what our free throw area is, our weak area is, that we completely forget. It's like we have amnesia to the places where we are able to score points. The more that you can lean into that and embrace that and own that and really just be in the power and pleasure of being in your strengths and owning your strengths, the stronger your communication will come off. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jess. I am the host of this show. I'm also a coach. I work with women who are in the corporate world and in the nine to five world and who are trying to build confidence and find their voice and become really impactful leaders. And I do this work because I came from the corporate world. And while I had a very successful career in the corporate world, I struggled a lot with confidence and a lot with questioning myself. And it took me a really long time to find my voice and kind of like really show up with the actual level of talent that I had. And I started this show because I wanted to normalize the experience of struggle. I wanted to have more honest conversations about professional growth and professional struggle, specifically for women. And I wanted to support women out there who are like I was, who are very ambitious and who really want to do big things and want to create success in their careers, but who struggle with a lot of self-doubt and perfectionism and, you know, who sometimes get in their own way. I want to help empower you to believe in yourself and to show up as the version of you that you know is somewhere inside you. That is so important to me. And today's episode is something that popped into my awareness a few weeks ago, and I just like smile every time I think about it, and I've been thinking about it ever since, and I can't get it out of my head, and it just like has been really helpful for me, and I figured (laughs) if this has been helpful for me, this is for sure probably going to be helpful for you too, and so I wanted to share it with you. And the idea behind this episode is, you know, it originated from the idea that we all have things that we're really good at and things that we're really bad at in our jobs. Now, if you're a perfectionist or recovering perfectionist or if you have perfectionist tendencies, whatever, if you fall somewhere in the perfectionist camp, as many of us do, myself included, it can be, it can feel like intolerable to have things that you are not good at. Like it can feel like your worst nightmare has come true when you encounter things that you aren't as good at. And I've been thinking a lot about this because as just like part of my content and my coaching and the work that I do, I'm constantly thinking about imposter syndrome and I'm constantly thinking of this idea that I believe, which is that no one is good at everything. So I believe that our skills are kind of like a stock portfolio, right? Like when you invest in the stock market, you tend to not like it's considered bad investing to put all your money in one company, right? 
And so what you do is like you take your money and you spread it across a bunch of different companies to invest in the stock market because some of the companies you invest in are going to grow and you're going to get a return. And some of the companies you invest in are going to lose you money, but hopefully it's going to net out as a positive. And I think of a human's skill set as being very much the same. It's like we have a portfolio of skills. <laughs> some are winners and some are losers. And that's okay. That's normal. Like, we don't put our money in the stock market expecting that every single thing we invest in is going to go up. If that were true, like we'd all be <laughs> really rich, right? Really easily. And so I think of our skill set as the same way that it's normal for there to be a few duds, right? For there to be a few a few skills that each person isn't good at. And what I often see my clients do, which I bet you might be doing too, is they, they'll, if I told them that, they'd be like, okay, that's true for me. Like, yeah, I have things that I'm not good at, but like my boss and my coworkers, like they're good at everything, right? So they like buy into this concept, but once they try to extend it past themselves, they think that the people around them and the world around them is like really perfect and operates really perfectly. And often once you start digging and really looking more closely at the people around you, not just observing them superficially, not just like filtering what you're noticing, but you really look closely at the humans around you, you will begin to see that this is in fact true for everyone. It's just that your brain might not show you that right away. You might have to really focus and look and pay close attention for you to truly begin to see that, yes, you might have coworkers around you who seem like super confident and seem like they're not nervous or seem like they're better at this and better at that. But as soon as you begin to look more closely, you will start to notice places where you're like, oh, they're human. <laughs> they're human just like me. They struggle with this thing or that thing. And their portfolio of skills might look different than yours, right? And so it might not be exactly the same, but if you slow your mind down enough to really look and to really pay attention, you will see that you are not the only person who has a portfolio of skills where some are winners and some are losers. And I don't mean like that you're a loser or I'm a loser. I mean in the sense of like the stock portfolio, like some stocks are winners, some stocks are losers. And that's just normal. Like that is just totally normal. And I was thinking about this idea and thinking about how so many of my clients, and I'm sure you too, resist this idea. They resist this idea that this is true for everyone. And they come back to this belief that like, no, this is not true for everyone. This is only true for me. Like I'm the person who's good at a few things and bad at a bunch of things. And it's not like that for anyone else. The people around me are good at everything. And so I was like trying to rack my brain to like think of an irrefutable example of someone who is considered like really, really good at what they do, but also who has areas that they're really, really bad at. And I found the perfect example of this. It is irrefutable. And I wanted to share it with you because it makes me smile so much. And like, it's given me such a beautiful reference point for when I'm being hard on myself. And so I wanted to share it with you so that you could use it too. So here's what I came up with. And for context, I came up with this because I grew up in Los Angeles. And when I was like younger growing up, like in high school, um, the Laker, like the the people who were on like the Lakers NBA team, it was like a totally different team back then. It was like Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. And I was remembering all those old basketball players who are no longer on the Lakers anymore. I don't even know who's on the Lakers right now. 
But I was remembering that like when I would go to a Laker game or be watching the Lakers play, and I was like younger, so like I didn't fully understand this. But I always remember like people would say like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna try to foul Shaquille O'Neal towards the end of the game because he's not good at free throws. And so for those of you who watch basketball, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't watch basketball, and I'm not like some basketball expert, by the way, I just know a teensy bit about basketball. But if you watch basketball, then you know that if the game is really close towards the end, like the scores are really close, then one of the things that each team will do to try to slow down the clock is they'll intentionally foul the other team, because then the other team has to throw a free throw. And then after they throw the free throw, that's the chance for the other team to get possession back of the ball. So like towards the end of a basketball game, when the score is really close, there tends to be a lot of fouls. Now, I remember from when I was younger that they would always foul Shaquille O'Neal because he was famously known for not being good at free throws. And I was really like thinking about this and thinking about like, it's not just that he like wasn't the best at free throws, like he was bad at free throws. And I started to think about like, I wonder if Shaquille O'Neal was like, like spent time like in his hotel room or like in his beautiful house being like, oh my God, I'm the worst at free throws. Like this is so embarrassing. Like I shouldn't have a career in the NBA. Or maybe if he had times in his life where he was like, oh, I shouldn't like try to be a basketball player because like I'm so bad at free throws. And I was really thinking about this concept of like, he's so, he's such a good player and he's so good at scoring regular points that like it literally doesn't matter that he's bad at free throws. And to give you a sense, I I looked up his actual free throw percentage and then I looked up the average percentage of free throws just in the NBA overall. And again, like I'm not a basketball expert. I just have watched some games. So I know slightly more about it than I know about any other sport. I'm not a sports person. But So I'll start with the average. So the average free throw percentage in the NBA is 73%. Shaquille O'Neal's percentage is 52.7. That is so much lower. And yet he was voted MVP in his career. And according to Wikipedia, he was one vote short of becoming the first unanimous MVP in NBA history. I really want you to slow your brain down right now, and I want you to force it to open up and hear this one thing. Shaquille O'Neal was arguably one of the most valuable players in the NBA or NBA history, like one of the top players, and he was bad, very bad at free throws. Now, I want you to try to open your mind to this idea that you can be bad at something and that does not have to prevent you from being an MVP. And what I see so often with my clients is that they are so focused on their quote unquote free throw percentage being low. So whatever it is that you struggle with in your career, whatever is the thing where you're like, everyone else is better at this than I am, my clients will get so focused on that. 
And all they'll think about is like, well, I have a low free throw percentage. My free throw percentage is only 52.7%. And what I want to offer you is that when you get so focused on that and when all of your attention goes to that and to focusing on that, you've closed yourself off to a bigger question, which is what if you're Shaquille O'Neal? What if you are Shaquille O'Neal but you're not seeing it because you're only focusing on the one thing that's really, really hard for you. And how is it that they can put Shaquille O'Neal in the game and he can help the team win, even though if he starts getting fouled, that's really bad for the Lakers, right? It's really bad for the team because he's missing those free throws and then the ball possession of the ball is going to the other team. So it's causing the Lakers to get behind, right? So how can he still be such a valuable player? It's because when he's on the court playing regularly and not doing free throws, he's so strong that it literally doesn't matter. He has such a fire in him and such a forward momentum that drives him to score points, that he creates so much value and so many points for the team that that free throw moment literally doesn't matter because what he's doing is so useful. And you never, ever, like when you hear people talking about Shaquille O'Neal, you never hear people saying like, oh, he like, well, but he's really bad at free throws, right? And it's the same for you too. When people talk about you and think about you, their mind is not going to go to the free throws, right? Their mind is going to go to like scoring the points over and over and over. And what happens is, and what the problem is here, is that we get so focused on what our free throw area is, our weak area is, that we completely forget. It's like we have amnesia to the places where we are able to score points. And This is always really interesting when I'm working with my clients, right, and I'm learning about them and their skills and the areas where they struggle because all they see are the free throws and they are very fixated on the things that are hard for them and I see everything. I see all of their skills, but they can't see it and it takes a while until they can finally see their full portfolio of skills and not just be focused on the free throws. Now, what's so important here is the less that you spend time zooming out and looking at your full portfolio of skills, the less you get to really lean super strongly into the areas that you're good at and make those as powerful as possible. So for Shaquille O'Neal, for every moment that he wastes despairing about his free throws, He's not getting out there and getting even better at layups or even better at, I don't know. See, now my lack of basketball knowledge is like really showing, right? Like what is there besides layups? I don't know. But like all the things that he's good at, that he's good at that helps him score regular points, he's not focused on those things because he's obsessing (laughs) over his free throw percentage, right? Like I'm, I literally have a vision in my mind. And I just use this to like give myself perspective and make myself laugh if I'm like being really hard on myself or getting really down. But I have an image in my mind of like Shaquille O'Neal is like traveling for a basketball game and he's in his like super fancy hotel room getting ready to like get get over to the stadium to play the game. And he's like on his bed with like his head in his hands, like despairing about his free throw percentage, (laughs) even though like little does he know, like 
a few hours later, he's going to like win the game or win the championship. But he's like sitting in his bed stressing. That's what I think of as like what we do when we get really fixated on the areas that are hard for us. And it's not to say that you can't grow and improve. You absolutely can. But what I would say, though, is like if you're a Shaquille O'Neal and if you have an area that you're just unequivocally strong and stand out, it's not even a good use of your time to be super focused on the areas that are hard for you. And in fact, what you'll notice if you begin to pay attention to executives and CEOs and leaders is that most of them are just really, really good at one thing. And they are leaning on their team and people around them for all of the other things. And so advancement in a professional setting actually isn't about being good at everything. It's much better to be really narrow and to be really, really strong in one particular area. Now, I know for so many of you, the area where you feel like you're not strong is communication. And I do think it's important to get your communication up to a level that you can accurately represent your talents. But here's what people miss And here's what people don't see that is so important here. Your strength in your subject matter and in the work that you do will help pull your communication forward. Your communication doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? When you're communicating, you're communicating about the topic that you work on. And so when you are really connected to what is it that makes you really effective in your work, and you bring that energy with you to your meetings, it makes your communication much stronger, right? So for example, I'm sure that if Shaq is like on fire and having an amazing game and shooting all the points, and then he's getting fouled a lot and doing a lot of free throws, even though he's not very good at free throws, if he's having an awesome game, he'll probably shoot better free throws overall than if he's having like a really off day and he's not scoring any points and then he's getting fouled and then he's having to do free throws. It becomes like this downward spiral. And so what's so important is that you really owning the area where you do the layup, score the points, right? Where it's just so easy for you. Like it's so easy for him to score those points. It's so easy for him to just make those shots and like just like get the ball right in the basket and like hang off the rim. Like it it looks effortless for him, right? And the more that you can lean into that and embrace that and own that, and really just be in the power and pleasure of being in your strengths and owning your strengths, the stronger your communication will come off. And I think this is where there's such a missed opportunity because I think people throw out the baby with the bathwater and they say, well, like I'm I'm not powerful in the meeting room. And so then they create this whole story that they're bad at everything. And then they're not even using the things that they're good at to help prop up and strengthen their communication. So it would be like Shaq saying, like, I'm not good at free throws. I'm just going to sit in the bench this game. You'd be like, what? Like, what are you saying? That's the literally the worst idea you could possibly come up with. And then ironically, if he then has the courage to be like, okay, I'm going to play, even though I'm going to get fouled and all of America and millions of people are going to watch me miss free throws, If he has the courage to do that and he gets on the court and he does really well, he might do a lot better on his free throws because he's going to be feeling stronger and more confident and more focused. And so it's really dangerous when you let a struggle just completely take over 
and become your sole focus and become the sole way that you define yourself and your skill set. And it's most dangerous because you get stuck in this story that you're bad at this thing and so then maybe you're bad at everything and maybe you're just bad at your job when really you could be missing something important, which is it's not that you're bad at your whole job. It's not that you're destined to not be successful. It's just that you're Shaquille O'Neal. You're really good at scoring points and you're really not good at free throws. And Shaquille O'Neal is was more valuable in the NBA than some players we're decently good at both of those things. So I don't want you to trick or delude yourself into thinking that having this very balanced skill set where you're pretty good at everything is the path to becoming an MVP. It wasn't for Shaquille O'Neal, and I don't think it is for you, and I don't think it is in the professional world. I think it's about anchoring into your strengths letting those shine as much as possible, knowing what they are, and then most importantly, allowing those to help you feel strong, allowing those to help you feel competent and powerful and good about yourself, and then allowing those good feelings to help prop you up for the moments that are challenging. And no matter how good you get at all of the skills, you're going to have challenging moments in your career And the most powerful energy you could bring to those moments is the Shaquille O'Neal energy of like, okay, maybe I'm not perfect at this thing, or maybe this thing is harder, this project is harder, this meeting is harder, this presentation is hard, but I'm a damn good basketball player and I'm going to bring that with me as much as I can in this situation. That ability is way more valuable than making every free throw, than having a 100% free throw percentage. It just doesn't matter that much. And so... What I would want to ask you to do in the aftermath of this episode is just ask yourself, what if you are a version of Shaquille O'Neal? Like you're a Shaquille O'Neal and you're choosing not to try out for the NBA because of your free throws. Like what if that's you and you're seeing the situation completely incorrectly and you're making choices that are limiting your career because you're not seeing your full skill set accurately? And what would happen in your career if you realize that you're Shaquille O'Neal and you realize that the free throw percentage is just one part of your entire skill set and that ultimately the areas where you do bring value are so powerful that they're going to drive forward your success and help you get better and better at the free throws? What if that is true? And what if you could have the career path that you desire without getting really good at free throws? You can try to get better. But when you're struggling with something, it's really important to see if your mind is assuming that the area that's hard for you is going to be a blocker to your success and to your growth, because while that might feel really true inside you, it's not true. And the more that you can understand that, the more you're going to feel free to pursue what you actually want to pursue in your career, and the more you are going to let go of this illusion that you need to be good at everything and that you need to be perfect. People who have a really like a really distinct strong area and aren't as good at other things are more valuable to an organization than people that are decent at everything. That's just how it works. So I would rather have a really strong area and then have other areas where I'm not as good than be someone who's like B plus across everything. And trust me, there's no such thing as someone who's an A plus or an A across everything. It just doesn't exist. So please don't hold yourself to that standard. 
So what I want to leave you with today is I want to leave you with the suggestion or the seed planted in your mind that maybe it's not that you suck at everything. Maybe it's just that you're like Shaquille O'Neal, where you have one area that's not your best, but you also have enormous value and talent that overrides all of that. And that is ultimately what you're going to end up building your career and building your success on. And it's not that you can't get better at the areas that are hard for you. It's just that your most efficient, most powerful path to success is one where you zoom out and acknowledge the places where you have natural skills and talents that come so easily to you that you might not even realize that they're there. And so that's what I would want to leave you with. And if your brain is going, that's not true for me, that's true for everyone else. I also want you to just take a minute and interrupt that and say, what if my brain is wrong? What if my brain is doing the thing that it does where it's excluding me and saying that I'm different and that this doesn't apply to me and that I don't have talents and that I'm not Shaquille O'Neal and that I'm somehow worse? Like, what if my brain just does that all the time and I listen to that and that's what's keeping me stuck? And what would happen if I dared to say that maybe my own thinking was wrong and maybe this does apply to me and maybe my potential is a lot greater than I even realize? So that is what I want to leave you with. I hope you are having such a beautiful week and such a beautiful day. If you want to go deeper into my work, head over to my website, jessicasitcoaching.com. That's where you can learn about working with me one-on-one. You can learn about my group programs and you can find some of my free resources that will support you in your professional journey and your professional evolution. I will drop all the links in the show notes so you can check those out. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.